Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. I had the wonderful time at a recent event for Kaylee's Kindness at the Park Country Club with the honoree of John Yurchik, and it was just a wonderful evening. And it was all for the Kaylee's Kindness Foundation, and they provide resources for teenage girls with cancer. Just magnificent effort. And our two guests today worked so hard on this event, and I'm referring to Maggie Dreyer and Sharon Lee Trousseau. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about these very dedicated ladies. Now, Maggie is the president of Kaylee's Kindness. She earned a bachelor's degree in social work with a minor in psychology from Damon College and a master's in social work from UB. She's dedicated her life to serving the community, a tireless advocate for children and families. She's a highly regarded clinical social worker and expert in treatment for children who have been sexually abused. Sharon Lee Trousseau, who I talked to about coming on the program at the Park Country Club event, has an associate's degree in business administration, has worked in the medical field for over 30 years. She is the secretary and the board of managers for Oak Brook Condominiums, where she served for over eight years. She was the office manager for a plastic surgeon for 16 years until she became ill. And it's all about Kaylee's Kindness Foundation, why we are here today. And I want to tell a little bit about uh, Kaylee Kwitek. Uh, she was diagnosed with stage four cancer at age 16. Kaylee was captain of her cheer team and a junior in high school when she got the devastating uh, news of a cancer diagnosis. Kaylee is the inspiration behind Kaylee's Kindness Foundation, which provides practical peer and social support to teenage girls living with cancer in western New York State. So let's talk about why Kaylee's Kindness was founded. Ladies? O'Brien, um, Kaylee's Kindness was founded after Kaylee was diagnosed with cancer. Um, Kaylee was really not... Um, accepting the fact that she had cancer and was refusing some really important treatment that was meant to save her life. So as a result of that, um, the doctors at Roswell introduced her to another teen girl who also had cancer, uh, and that connection was invaluable. It was because of that connection that my daughter agreed to have the life-saving treatment. She agreed to have chemotherapy, and as she progressed through her 15 months of chemo, we witnessed several other teen girls who were often um, left alone due to single parents or parents who had to work um, in the hospital and we really found that there was a need for social support and for these teens to get together um, and really reduce the isolation and loneliness they were feeling because of the cancer diagnosis. Sharon? Well I was diagnosed with cancer, a very aggressive breast cancer in the end of 2014 and all of 2015 I went through chemotherapy and radiation. And as I was recovering in 2016, my daughter-in-law, um, Jessica Trousseau, is the vice president of Kaylee's Kindness. She worked with Maggie when they started this foundation. 
And so I just wanted to uh, do something to give back. I didn't plan on going back to work. Um, I am retired, and I'm trying to dedicate as much time as possible to setting up events for the girls, some social events or and or raising money, you know, to um, help fund the uh, foundation. Very good. Now, let's talk a little bit more about uh, the journey that Kaylee and other young mm -hmm. girls go through with diagnosis mm -hmm. and then going through this tough battle. What type of emotional challenges mm -hmm. do they have, financial challenges of the families, uh, family support? Let's talk about a diagnosis to the journey. Mm -hmm. Well, often they're not diagnosed right off the bat. So they're often in the hospital two to three months with different symptoms before they're actually diagnosed with the cancer. Um, so it's really those times where they're not having the same experiences that other teen girls would have. So at the beginning of the journey, there's misdiagnosis, multiple hospital visits, multiple um, hospital procedures and it's it's during that time where they start losing a sense of themselves as well as their identity um, so we really once the cancer diagnosis comes I think there's a sense of relief on the parents part to know that okay we finally figured out what's wrong but then when you hear those words cancer it's a very frightening time um, because cancer could also mean um, no life-saving treatments so the journeys often, um, for Kaylee, for instance, it was 15 months long. So she was three to four months pre-diagnosis in and out of the hospital, two um, surgeries, multiple blood work, multiple scans prior to diagnosis, which really um, can get costly with all that medical treatment. Then once the diagnosis comes, it almost triples sometimes five times more than what you expect um, from a medical stand um, from a, a monetary standpoint, a financial standpoint. Um, all of our families, I can say, are financially fragile. They are struggling. Um, it always goes down to a one parent working to be mm -hmm. able to be with their child. Um, and, and to maintain the treatment as well as all of the hospital visits and the blood work and the scans and the repeated procedures that are necessary when you're being treated for cancer. So the girls feel a lot of guilt, right? I mean, they're diagnosed and then they recognize the changes that's occurring within their family system because they're, they're responsible ultimately for their parents' loss of wages or their parents' inability to maintain the same lifestyle prior to diagnosis. So teenagers are very well aware, um, not only of they're changing bodies and who they are, but they're really well aware of the changing family system as a result of the diagnosis. And I think that's where we step in. I mean, we have events where we can show them, you know, really great opportunities and exposure to social activities, but we also address the emotional needs um, and the financial needs of these families as well as girls. Sharon? Well, I think too that sometimes people forget and don't think that once they are um, their treatment has been completed, that there um, are side effects that these girls live with. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where sometimes I can come in and I can relate to them a little bit better because I know what they're going through and I, I have the same <coughs> side effects that um, they do. Chemotherapy does a number on you and you're really not cancer free. You're still actually living with cancer and you're living with these side effects that affect you emotionally and mentally and physically and and you just sometimes you need someone just to s understand exactly what you're going through because um, 
sometimes people don't know what to say to you and then when they do say um, oh you'll be fine or you look good or everything's great well it's it's really not you know and you can't tell people that but when someone else is around that can say yeah I know how your neuropathy feels or I know what it's like to have dry mouth or you know have these pains aches and pains and sure your port's gone but it's still there because it hurts so much every single day you know it's a reminder you know and there's lost limbs there's lost um, you know uh, breasts and body parts that you know you it changes you as a person you sometimes you don't feel whole you know and you don't know what to do I think you make a really great point, Sharon, in terms of some of the girls who've lost body parts, including the inability to, to conceive children either because of the cancer or because of the chemotherapy. And we notice that our girls, when they get together, they spend some time really talking about their inability to have children or inability to have a family and what cancer has taken from them even after treatment. Exactly. We're learning a great deal about Kaylee's Kindness Foundation. And if you want to send a tax-deductible donation, you can make it out to Kaylee's, K-A-E-L-Y, apostrophe S, Kindness Foundation, Box 341, Orchard Park, New York, 14127. Again, it's Kaylee's, K-A-E-L-Y, apostrophe S, Kindness Foundation, Box 341, Orchard Park, New York, 14127. We encourage all to give and give generously during this holiday season. For those who have just tuned in to the Rusk Report, we're learning about Kaylee's Kindness Foundation. If you have any comments, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia, New Zealand, and we'd like to hear from you as we blanket 17 of the United States and half of Canada. Little plug here, Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores for home delivery. Call 716 835 9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. I'd like to thank those who've called regarding our recent programs on the new ambulatory uh, care center on Sweet Home Road in Amherst, Muskoka, Ontario Tourism, and Andrea Katsmatides, the new Manhattan County Republican Chairman. Coming up, we'll have a program on the Challenger Learning Center in Lockport, and we will have two authors coming up, Larry Lemer, who has the new play Rose, about Rose Kennedy, and uh, Charles Todd, who's written 20 mystery books. So we have a lot of exciting programs. A little bit more information about the program and our guests. We're talking about Kaylee's Kindness Foundation. A little bit more about Kaylee. She went through 15 months of chemotherapy, she never truly accepted her cancer diagnosis until she met someone else her age going through it. When she met this other young lady, Emily realized she wasn't alone. 
and that she had the support that no one else could truly provide. A little bit more information about Maggie Dreyer. She's co-finder of the Pathways Supervised Visitation Program and the TSG, Dating After Sexual Abuse Group Program. Maggie has had a private practice in West Seneca where she specialized in the treatment of youth who have experienced significant trauma. And Sharon Lee Trousseau was diagnosed, diagnosed with an aggressive form of breast cancer in 2014. She underwent radical breast surgery, which was followed by several months of chemotherapy and radiation. Our guest today on the Rusk Report. Now, you talked about minimal resources. You had the event with Mr. Yurchik of Calespan at the Park Country Club. You raised some money. How do these uh, resources help your efforts? From the event. Yeah, we the girls get together on a weekly basis, um, and they will engage in different activities or, or, or cultural events, and sometimes just get together to hang out and just process where they are um, in life as well as in their cancer journeys. So any monies raised goes directly to the girls because we are 100% volunteer. So we will do events such as um, spa days or outings or, like I said, a space where we meet so that the girls can maybe do some art therapy or some, you know, talk and, and provide support to one another. Especially when the girls are newly diagnosed, we'll welcome them in and just have an event um, at our meeting space so they can get to know each other and really have honest discussions about what a cancer diagnosis might mean and what, if anything, um, they can offer to each other. You would like to add something to that? No. Okay. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, the assisting in dealing teens uh, living with cancer and the psychological challenges they have. It, it, it's tough on these kids. Growing up is tough enough, but when they're having cancer and they're fighting for their lives, let's talk a little bit about what's going through their minds and, mm -hmm. and how they're maturing with this challenge. Well, being a teenager, I think I can remember, even though it was so many years ago, um, is never an easy period of time. And then when you throw in a cancer diagnosis, a lot of our girls talk about um, the emotional scars and the emotional difficulties of, of going through um, adolescence with a cancer diagnosis. They feel different. They look different. At a time where their appearance is so um, important to them, um, it is a time where they have no control over what's happening to their changing bodies. Um, they talk about being bullied um, after diagnosis. They talk about really feeling isolated and alone. Often there's a lot of community support at the initial point of diagnosis. That's where you see some having benefits and some having gatherings. But many of our girls have shared that after the three or six month park um, point in their lives or their cancer diagnosis, they're often left um, alone. Their friends go and do what they want to do and often our girls cannot because of their compromised immune system. They have to be in very controlled environments um, and they can't always go to the mall or go to community places to hang out with their friends. So um, we are seeing a large amount of depression and anxiety and we have done some recent um, research and, and looked at some preliminary PTSD diagnoses as, as a result of a cancer diagnosis. So um, we have found very minimal research unfortunately, um, but we are looking looking at um, hopefully gathering some additional research um, so that we can better s provide services for our girls. 
Well, one of the things that um, the fundraising is doing for us is not just raising money that we desperately need, but it's awareness. We're such a small organization that um, the, the gala that you had attended that um, we honored Mr. Yurchuk at, we had 186 people here from in the North Towns, basically, you know, because a lot of what we do is in the South Towns. And it raised awareness. So it, it wasn't so much the dollar amount. It's just getting it out there that, you know, the information on people. I mean, this, this community in western New York, there's a lot of illnesses. There's a lot of charitable organizations, and everybody's got their hand out. So we were very grateful for the people that did show up and that we have been able to spread the word, you know, about the young ladies that are suffering, you know, because I believe their ages are 11 to 22 because we did have to set a limit on it when they did start the foundation. But it's, uh, it's, it's amazing um, some of the, the girls that um, they have the attitudes that they do. I mean, they're so courageous and they're so personable and they're so wonderful and they're so easy to love there's it's just i'm i'm 64 years old and i feel you guilty <laughs> she does thank you but i mean at the mother daughter uh, we have a function in in march every year we have a mother daughter uh, fundraiser and i believe last year we had over 500 people attend and we were um, thrilled with that but at one point when the girls got up to speak, and um, we lost four girls this, this past year. Yeah, 12 girls total we've lost since we started the foundation. Yeah, and four, four passed away fairly close to each mm -hmm. other this year, and it was, it was devastating. But I sat at the table, and I had to actually leave the room because I was in tears because I felt and do sometimes feel guilty that I've lived these 64 years and I've, I've had my whole life and I've gone through, you know, um, my teenage years and my, my youth and I have a son and I've had a great life and these girls are just starting out. And it's a shame, you know, that, you know, and some of them may not make it, you know, and it's, it's heartbreaking. It really well, is. Well, it probably motivates you when you see the success stories. It does. And then that gives you hope and strength to carry on to help out more of these young women. Yes, it does. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, if you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, if it's $10 or $10,000, it's Kaylee's, K-A-E-L-Y, apostrophe S, Kindness Foundation, P.O. Box 341, Orchard Park, New York, Zip code 14127. I'll repeat that address. Kaylee's Kindness Foundation, P.O. Box 341, Orchard Park, New York, 14127. And this is our holiday program, and we wish all of our listeners throughout the East Coast of the United States and Canada and our European listeners a healthy, happy uh, holiday season. Please drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. A little bit more information about Kaylee with the help of her mom, who's on the program today. Uh, she started a 501c3 to help make sure no other girls felt alone while dealing with their cancer diagnosis and while on their cancer journey. 
and a little bit more about Maggie Dreyer. Maggie also serves a foster parent for Erie County Department of Social Services and has adopted an older teen. Wonderful efforts. And Sharon Lee Trusso, she recovered from her treatment. She wanted to use her experience to try and help others. Sharon had former knowledge of the Cayley's Kindness Foundation, was successful in becoming a board member. Wonderful effort. Again, we encourage all of our listeners to give and to give generously. Now, let's talk a little bit more about the total foundation of Cayley's Kindness Foundation. Um, let's hear some stories about other girls other than Kaylee and how they've been helped and how they're doing well. I understand that uh, Kaylee is doing very well with uh, her position now and um, with Ingram Micro. So let's hear some success stories of some of these young ladies who have overcome cancer and are doing very well. Um, yeah, Kaylee will be cancer-free in January and our fingers are crossed that that appointment that that occurs. Um, we have some other girls that are aging out of our foundation but still staying very active. Um, one was diagnosed with osteosarcoma um, at age 16 and went through two years of chemotherapy and although we can't say she is in remission or cancer-free quite yet, um, she's doing exceptionally well in attending college and, and hopes to be a future educator for us. Um, we also have another teen girl who was diagnosed with lymphoma and she had four months of treatment and she is now a social worker um, in the community helping foster kids. Um, and she recently adopted one of our Kaylee's Kindness teens um, at the Christmas um, party and is looking to purchase some gifts and give back to the foundation um, because of all the help that we've given her. Several of our girls are just entering college, um, and we've had maybe out of the 65, we've had three graduates from college, and the rest are just you know going through that college years, just starting and entering college. Um, unfortunately, Brian, we do have you know those 12 that didn't make it, um, and many of them because of the cancer diagnosis, and many of them because of secondary cancers related to the chemotherapy. Um, we have done celebrations of life for these teens. Um, they were well aware that they weren't going to make it and came and reached out to Kaylee's Kindness. And we were able to do, you know, a one-day party with all of their family members when they were feeling um, healthy enough to get everyone together um, and knowing that that was going to be one of the last times they would all be together. So we did take some pictures and some photos and, and made it a lasting memory and a celebration of life um, as per the request of, of the individual teen. Um, unfortunately, I wish we had more um, success stories, but... Um, we're, we're hoping. We're hoping that more will come out of it with the 65 girls that we're currently working with. Any girls you'd like to highlight, Sharon Lee? Well, I've been visiting um, one of our young ladies. Um, I don't know her actual diagnosis. Um, may I say her name? Fine. Mm -hmm. Stella. Mm -hmm. She... Um, She's a trooper. She's a, a wonderful young lady, and she's 14, I mm -hmm. believe. She's 14, and um, right now she's having um, a lot of difficulty. Um, she's got um, quite a few broken bones. She has um, a cast on both arms, yet she does her homework every day. She's an honor student at uh, North Tonawanda High School, 
and she works diligently with um, her mother and um, who doesn't leave her side and she's been able she's been in and out of the hospital the last couple weeks um, she was at the new Oshai hospital where I visited her mm-hmm. then she went um, they moved her over to Roswell and then she was back home but she attended a ceramics party that we had for the girls and uh, attempted or is making something for her mother with her two broken arms for um, a Christmas gift and she's the most wonderful young lady I mean all the girls are are great and um, I I would love to spend every day with every single one of them I mean they're they're just they're just a joy and and she just keeps marching along you know nothing keeps her down you know she did a fashion show when she was ill you know some of the girls are out there with um, their pick lines exposed and all kinds of um, uh, how would you say the you know physical signs you know with casts and Mm -hmm. this that and the other thing so and Stella was this is her um, second cancer unfortunately she was doing really well and then it reoccurred and then she had to have a bone marrow transplant so a lot of the complications were related to that but she's so resilient I mean Sharon's right she's a fighter and um she she gives it a, everything she does she gives 150 yeah. percent and Sharon and I talk all the time that if you get an opportunity to talk to any of these girls you will be changed as a result of it oh you are um, yeah you the are. resiliency they fight and they have an appreciation for life more than any of us could possibly ever imagine because they have faced the reality of what cancer means they've lost friends to the disease and they've seen some destruction of other of other lives as a result of it. When so. you get the cancer diagnosis, you're immediately um, faced with your own mortality. You know, it's, it's you know, a lot of people just hear it and it's the kiss of death to them, you know. But these girls, they just keep their... Uh, Stella, uh, Danielle, one of our board members, and I, when we were visiting Stella in the hospital, we were sitting on the bed with her and... They were talking about, um, Stella was talking about what college she wants to go to. Wonderful. And so she's looking forward to her future, you know. She's going to get through it, and and she's not going to let this stop her, and she just keeps moving along. And a a lot of the girls are like that, you know. Most, as as much as the diagnosis can um, bring on depression, it doesn't seem to, they don't seem to lose faith. Mm Mm-hmm. They have faith. It's a wonderful effort. Uh, I personally can understand. I had a brother who died 47 years ago, bone cancer, when he was 18 years of age. Right. So I know what it's like, and you ladies are wonderful. We've learned uh, so much from Maggie Dreyer and Sharon Lee Trusso. Again, with Kaylee's Kindness Foundation, P.O. Box 341, Orchard Park, New York, and that's 14127. Please give and give generously. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Thank you to Kevin Carr for 15 years of dedicated service as our director of production. Good luck to you. Thank you for enlightening us. Maggie Dreyer and Sharon Lee Trusa with Kaylee's Kindness Foundation. Merry Christmas to all. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 